One, two, three, and we live. How's it going, Terence? Yeah, pretty good, Alex. Yeah. Second episode. Episode two, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting week, and um, quite looking forward to this um, second installment of our um, of our new endeavor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the last one was about ten days ago, but so many things happened in the digital world. I mean, I, obviously there was the uh, Samsung conference. I think they call it unboxing every time, something like this. Right. Yeah. Uh, Keynote. Yeah, yeah, but they have a, you know they have a special name for it. You know they always do like some big presentations. Uh, no, yeah, like yeah, some marketing know, name. Yeah, marketing them exactly. Yeah, sure. uh, there was a big announcement by Tesla. That was mm-hmm. quite interesting. Yeah. That we'll yeah, talk about yeah. uh, SpaceX launch mm-hmm. uh, something uh, dragon team or something like this that uh, was very interesting mm-hmm. and then uh we'll talk a bit about revolute uh yeah. this uh, british company that is actually making a lot of noise at the moment but mm-hmm. not only uh positive ones no no not, not only i guess yeah we're both we're both users of, uh, of that particular service aren't we so before we get started uh something happened something really funny happened to me yesterday so i met a vp of um of product management for um, you know a very very large uh, british uh, bank mm. and obviously the, my first question was uh, are you guys doing cro what do you think of it be testing etc mm. and you know because to me it feels like in the uk it's something that is now quite mainstream right yeah, i think sure. everybody has heard of of the concept of optimization and maybe testing and they, they you know they probably know what it is and his first reaction was uh no we're not doing this small marketing stuff okay yeah yeah. and i really want to have your opinion on that <laughs> that's uh, yeah that's i really want to have your opinion on that because you know yeah. what uh i mean that that, that big case studies that are out there from let's say adobe that hsbc has been very successful with things like personalization programs etc whether it's about you know getting new customers or you know a lot of back-end testing that are being done with um, you know the the atms where now you can you know really much uh personalized experience let's say if it's a platinum member or a black card or you know simple Mm, simple guy um but that someone that is that high in this business tells me something so radical especially at a place where you're a product manager right at the end i mean okay you're a top dude but Mm. you know what i was quite shocked and uh and you know i was really uh, i was expecting an answer that is completely different because so the person that used to do uh, this person job mm. actually was interested in A/B testing because at the time when I was working in a in a in an optimization uh, say tooling company, I remember having this company as a prospect and hearing a lot about what they wanted to achieve, etc. And it was really you know fitting with the with this mindset of experimentation. Yeah, but it felt like he just. Uh, drop the the hammer if you want on the yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, what yeah, do you think? Cut, cut you off. Yeah. Would you think it's 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 actually mainstream in the UK or not? Well, um, to be honest, I'm I'm just getting back into the whole, uh, you know, working in the UK and you know getting a feel for things. I mean, I get an impression. Obviously, I've met people in in the industry as well, but not in necessarily the their respective environments you know work environments more conversations in terms of like specialist to specialist you know and um you know my impression is that yeah i mean it's it's been around for a while hasn't it and i think yeah. you know the uk is definitely one of the 
the leading nations uh, yeah. as far as the practice of CRO. Um, I mean, thinking that it's just a, a small marketing thing. Yeah, that's that's an interesting um, that's an interesting idea. I mean, I, I can understand that some people would think that, but a product yeah. guy it surprises me. You know, I, I know that people don't fully understand it, and their experience of it might be purely that of their marketing team basically yeah. having a front end tool for changing up button colors or you know copy yeah. changes, etc. You know, very kind of like low level stuff that they they don't really see it as a as a serious tool, you know, they just see it as some kind of like messing around with the front end and, you know, hoping to eke out a bit more for, you know, some kind of marketing team. You know, I, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I think I, I really thought that WYSIWYG was some kind of a debt. I don't want to say that practice, you know, is very useful for a few things, but, mm. you know, that company is really understood the power of, of uh, exp you know, on how to do properly, first of all, experiment. I mean, I don't want to say they understood how to do it properly. I want to say that they understood that he has a true value in the business. That it's actually just something that that just fits in, and that you should constantly be using to either manage risk or create create more novelty slash innovation. Mm. But I do also think that you know CR as a practice has suffered from you know this notion that it's potentially some kind of pseudoscience that that you know the the tooling companies are selling you everything and i think he suffered from very 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 bad marketing yeah and uh, they were going from you know one message to another always trying to make it as simple as possible i remember when i started so i can't remember the year but it was what maybe five six years ago so a year or two before i met you um so i work you know we, we're consulting for a lot of uh, french companies mm. and um and the word around the office was always, I mean, obviously it was in French, but it was things around, you know, we're not magicians, but we can do this. Mm. We're not magicians, but it's not magical, but we can achieve that for you. We can yeah. modify your website without going to your code. Mm. And I was like, is that is that really what we're trying to sell them? No, mm. not really, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. you know, but it was always that, like you mentioned, the pseudo they dark framed, science. They framed it because they, they they perhaps didn't understand it themselves when they yeah yeah uh, obviously i think it was just a hot thing where uh, do you remember the at the time it was always everything was about acquisition and then the word optimization came along and they would be like this ROI calculator you know mm -hmm. if you put one pound in acquisition you'll get this but if you put one pound on optimization you'll get yeah. that much more sure. that was that mm -hmm. was the trend at the time yeah um and i, I think yeah. this is another thing it's education as well and and obviously the execution of the practice properly within yeah. any business because you know businesses have to see you know the the i mean it's it's a practice that you know you're evidencing value at every stage and you know i think very often it's it's not managed properly and maybe the the practitioners don't really have the skills to begin with and they're making all kinds of mistakes oh really yeah, you know <laughs> there's, what? there's a learning curve. You know there's what? It's our curve. second episode, so we're not yeah. gonna get into the controversy, no, no controversy stuff. No, no, no. But not. we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We want to be as raw as possible, correct? But it leaves a bad taste sometimes. I think very often <laughs> people from other departments who don't understand it might think, well, it's it's actually a waste of time. But if it's not being done properly, yes, of course it's a waste of time. Well, I, I would always say it's the responsible of, of you know the, the the top layer in the company to kind of educate on what they're trying to achieve and and uh, you know enable the company to experiment. It cannot be from you know bottom to the top. That's no. that's, that's that's a myth that it works. 
Absolutely. Um, I've seen that so many times, and it's a myth. And and you know what? Some people will t- will come back to me and say, "Oh, yeah, but we've be- we've been able to achieve this, this, and that." Yeah, probably, but it took you ages, mm-hmm. and you're still grinding to do some kind of experimentation and, and yeah. trying to say that you're building an experimentation culture. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're pushing what ten tests a month, yeah. and those tests you 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 saying that they are driven by not clearly they're not. Yeah. Anyway. So that was a so that was a little note. <laughs> uh, the second thing is that you know, uh, so I finally created a Twitter account. Okay. Um, you know, I'm part of that generation that really started growing up uh, with the, with social media. Uh, so I, I created my my first social media account probably when I was like 13, 14. It was Facebook. Uh, it was wow. You know, like you had to be on it. You just had to. Yeah. But um, but then you know more things arrived. Like like I mean you know like twitter and instagram and snapchat i go into instagram uh, i use it uh, i mean i use it not so much to post pictures but to watch stuff you know to watch maybe what my friends are doing and things or you know random people and trends but snapchat never used it never understood it no. um I, I just felt it was it was for another audience yeah, yeah, but I, Twitter. I from, I've, I've played around with it, but yeah, it's, it's more. It kind of looks like it's for kids. And well, the, the concept of you know, I mean, now that you know, now that you can chat to people, you know, they have a normal chat like Messenger and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you know, I, I see people just text, texting their friends on Snapchat is just another you know medium of communication. But sure, the sure. first idea was you know you would send a picture and it would disappear. Right. Okay, that was the first okay. thing, and teenagers would use that to do funny stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was it. But Twitter, you know, they they, they had the up and downs, right? Mm. Uh, but it just felt it was never for me. I just always felt it was a bit more either professional or it was, it was just gonna you know disappear. Yeah, I remember that. In the yeah. early days, it was one of those ideas that you thought that's never gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And happen. and so you know what? So Joe Regan did an episode recently with uh, one of the co-founders. Okay. And you learned a lot about what they've been able to achieve and, and the way they're thinking. And we're not going to get into the details in that episode, but I think it would be really interesting that we do that one day. Mm. But, you know, they changed a lot of things to, you know, for example, they, incre- they doubled the amount of characters of the tweets yes, recently. Yeah. And now, you know, it's not only about three, four words. It's actually a proper sentence. And this was learned actually from having the same amount of characters, but in, uh, for, for Japan and in Japan, because the character is, is actually a word, mm. not you know in our language English or French etc. An alphabet, one character is just a letter. Mm. In Japan, it's a freaking word, yeah. so they could have like proper discussions. So yeah. that's why they decided yeah. to actually double it. I thought that was super interesting, and that's It'd be interesting to understand the uptake of, of, of course Twitter in Japan versus yeah, the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah, but you know, um, maybe that's to me, for example, that was a good data-driven hypothesis you yeah. know or kind of conclusion of what was happening yeah, yeah. and and then they imp- tested it i guess they implemented it and it's, it's a big success but you know so that guy i can't remember his name i'm so sorry um he said you know so the the, the guy that he prefers to follow on twitter is elon musk but he also mentioned that those big big names that are using it and you know donald trump for example yeah course yeah you know we don't need to get into what he says but you when you go on tv it's always about donald trump uh, donald trump tweets yeah and he, i mean it, it, you, you it, hear it, the it word became, tweet tweet I mean, tweet, it was tweet, really tweet. Big before him but yeah but, but he really took it to the next level i mean and yeah, the u.s president you know you're gonna laugh but i think it's because of donald trump that i created this account 
you know. Yes, I, I <laughs> but no, but be, you know, because of the, and, uh, you know, let's say, mm. as an influencer, he was mm. able to influence me, yeah, uh, to yeah. to create an account and you know start using it, and uh, you know, uh, so I started what uh, yes two days ago now, mm. you know, I have a lot of fun. You know, I'm following, uh, I mean, a, a few companies and people, but I'm having a hard time finding what I want to follow. I feel mm. like there's a, you know, there's there's a lot of work that could be done around you know trying to understand what i'm trying you know what are my interests mm -hmm. and what i would like to follow and you know because when i started i don't want to be looking for all the accounts i don't know what i'm looking for right because i just create an account mm -hmm. and uh, so i knew i wanted to have Elon musk obviously i followed uh, donald trump for the fun of it then i went for you know the classic like wired bloomberg stuff like that but then i maybe 10 10 15 accounts but then i was like mm, where, where should i go that and for example i followed uh, the telegraph and then they would just give me well the daily telegraph the sunday telegraph i just felt it was that's quite poor recommendation and i was i was very disappointed to be honest because i was waiting mm. for so much more in terms of recommendations from a company like that yeah but sure. all the data they have you know they must know where you know when users click on you know two three similar accounts with similar um what's the word um uh oh let's say categories or attributes yeah you know they could recommend you i don't know x or y account but no not really no no they haven't so, got to that stage yet not with a, i, I not don't with, know not I with don't a know. twitter I, i'm I, i'm sure it's way more complex than i just explained but i know I, I wish there was that feature but yeah you know starting to retweet uh likes stuff yeah but answer to stuff to mm -hmm. tweet sorry <laughs> but the interface to me is not that intuitive um, I'm having a few, mm. you know, for example, saying, oh, where do I get go get my tweets? You know, it's, I, I don't think that should happen. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So that was the the a big parenthesis yeah. before we start. So uh, let's start talking about Samsung. Yeah, yeah. Samsung was um, yeah big in the news with this new foldable phone, right? When was your first interaction with your Samsung phone? Oh, have you ever had a Samsung phone? Um, I've never actually owned one, but I've played with plenty and I had one temporarily for, for work, but huh. yeah. Um, and my first interaction was with, uh, a Samsung, I think it was a Galaxy S2. What's your current phone? Um, an iPhone 8. <laughs> Your full ecosystem is iPhone, right? Is Apple? Yeah, like it you is. Have the watch it is. And but you know what? I've been wanting to shift to. I mean, I've been an Android fan for for quite some time. Actually, I've had Nexus phones, and you know, I do like uh, the Android experience, yeah. and I'm very impressed with you know where it, or how it's kind of evolved over the years. And I do prefer it to iOS, actually, if I'm honest. But um, iOS has got me hooked because I've got the Apple Watch and I'm kind of hooked on my own sort of, you know, watch stats and I use that to sort of, you know, track a lot of my mm. sort of physical activity and, and it's a good, it's a good way to, to keep tabs on myself and to know how hard I'm pushing and, yeah. you know, and I love that, you know, and I like sense. Sort of drilling into that stuff. So, But that's something is just Apple stuff, right? Like the Samsung watch and etc. Yeah, the Samsung watch. I've Samsung seen it. Wear? Is it, is it Wear? Yeah, Something Samsung like Wear, I think, yeah. yeah. They have a bracelet, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I have a friend who has the actual watch. Uh, it's round. Um, yeah, it's not, a, well, it's, it's not as slick. It, it isn't, you no. know. It uh, isn't. 
I mean, we're going to talk about the new phones, but I just want to say my first interaction with a Samsung. So I remember because I, so I was in high school and then I skipped that day of school because I wanted to get the, the day came out, the Galaxy Note 1. Right. And yeah. I thought it was crazy when I saw it at the time. I saw it back in the days. I was still in Android. Yeah, it was a great phone. And I was like, wow. Because I was always tired of those small screens. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to have something uh, where I could, you know, either take notes or I just wanted to do a lot more with my phone, yeah. you know, watch movies and stuff. And the Samsung Galaxy Note, for me, that was, I want to say it was a form of innovation, you know. They, Absolutely agree. They went for the pen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did I use it much in the end? Maybe not. But they went for it, they tested it, and uh, the screen was a lot bigger. And mm. at the time, I don't, I can't remember the size of it, but it was way bigger than everyone else. And I can't, I can't, I, I remember that when I went to buy it, it was something like similar to Virgin, but a, a French brand. And uh, the person that sold it to me made fun of me. I was like, oh, they was, you know, they was gonna make them bigger. Imagine if you have that size on, next to your ear, you're gonna look stupid. I mean you know uh fast forward later nowadays you know most of the phones are actually the same size as the galaxy you know one yeah, yeah um no absolutely and and i think you're right there i think it was a, a form of innovation i think they followed on from you know the idea of, of the old pda you know yeah as a work device rather than you know something that you could actually you know practically use out you know in the wild and I remember at the time also because they were competing a lot with the iPad that was coming out. Uh, it was maybe iPad two or three at the time, mm. and they wanted they mentioned something in between, you know, having yeah. you know kind of the best of both worlds because at the time tablets at Samsung were not that successful, mm. and you know I had a few, uh, I had so many tablets I can't remember I had all of them like the mini, the the iPad mini, the iPad normal. Mm. Uh, I had two three tablets from Samsung and different providers. And I also one that would actually be half a tablet, half a computer. I don't remember. Uh, uh, the Surface. Surface yeah. And uh, the Surface loved it. Anyway, uh, I always felt like my iPads were useless until I actually buy the iPad Pro because it's a lot bigger and mm -hmm. it then provides me to a true different experience than my iPhone. But otherwise, a mini iPad, to me, that was, okay, that was cool to watch movies. Yeah. But otherwise, that was like a phone, but, w you know, without all, you know, being able to take my calls and stuff. So that's why the Galaxy Note for me at the time was just so incredible, you know, and the battery was lasting so long, yeah. you know, because obviously that I guess more space. Definitely. So that was my first experience with Samsung, and I, you know, for me I always saw them at that time as innovators, and uh, and I don't know, like then uh, over the years, uh, you know, I got into the Apple ecosystem and I just fell in love with it, and they came out with so many products that I really loved at the time. I mean, I'm still using that MacBook. Uh, you know, the, the first version of the Gold that came out and it was so slim, I loved it. Mm. It, was, it was a bit annoying that it was USB-C, but you know, I had this and then I had my iPad Pro, my iPhone X. But my phone is now, for the first time, I, I texted you on that. When I saw the S10, so the new Samsung, they, the offer, that it, so first of all, it's a lot more affordable than an iPhone X. And they're giving you the earphones with it for free. And is it a lot more though? It's a, a, I say a lot less. Well, it depends because you have a lot of options, right? Yeah. If you boost it to the max, yeah, yeah, it's it actually you know it's a, it's a bit, but you know when you think about the, the AirPods, the AirPods are one hundred seventy, yeah. So you yeah. already, already like take that into account, yeah. Um, and all the features. So why I'm saying this is because nowadays. So let's start by talking about a bit of the features, maybe of the S10. I think it'll make it make a bit more sense. 
for uh, the people that are listening to us. So what you guys need to understand is that, you know, uh, 5G is coming out next year you know, or even this year for some countries. And, um, you know, that's going to be obviously a faster network. We're not going to go into the, all the details of why it's going to be necessary, but it's going to be extremely important uh, for you in the near future, whether yeah, it's yeah, regarding health, you know, it's all about having a network that is scalable and usable for things like health, uh, machine learning. You know, imagine your car uh, that is uh, dr- uh, driving on, you know, it's uh, on its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. self-driving yeah, car. Self-driving uh, if it requires internet and your four G, you know, disappears, you know, you fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, you know, five G is coming out. Apple has announced that this year they won't, they will not come out with a phone with 5G. Yeah. So if you buy an iPhone this year, so even the one that's going to come out in September, you will not be able to use that new network. If you get that Samsung now, uh, I think it's coming out mid March or mid April, mm-hmm. you'll you'll have a bit, you'll you know, be 5G, 5G ready, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, that, that is significant because for me, absolutely, the next phone I want to get has to have 5G. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, well, because I think it, that's probably the biggest uh, advantage. No, they mean investment because it's going to be a thousand pounds. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they, they are getting so expensive, um, and they don't necessarily have to be. That's another thing. Um, you know, I have friends who've moved away from Apple, and you quite clearly see there are people doing that. You know, there are really powerful devices available. You know, Chinese phones. Um, a friend yeah. bought a Xiaomi the other day. To replace his iPhone, and he, it cost him two hundred quid. And I looked at it. I thought that's impressive. You know, yeah, you get course. all of that. Even had a great camera. One of those three cameras. You know, how they have uh, now. Now with like crazy depth of field yeah. and all this other type of stuff. You know what? When you mentioned that the watch that they did Samsung is not is not like that cool. I mean, I said that. Mm. But look at this S ten. Wow. I really like. I have my I iPhone really next like next it, yeah. to the picture. My iPhone next looks like. I don't know, from like 10 years ago. Not yeah. 10 years ago, but like three, four years ago. I know, I know. And I'm, I'm seduced by the design. And dude, you know, even since like the S. The have you, have you the heard S8, that? Have you heard that? There's going to be a wireless that. power share between all the Samsung devices. Oh, wow. So yeah. let's say. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. But now there's going to be some new dudes that are going to be dead guy at the office. Oh, dude, I have no more battery. Can you can you give me some? Yeah. Can you give me yeah. some? Yeah, oh, my God. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But how cool is give that? Me 10%. How much you got? <laughs> of course. But what they say is, you know, you're going to be able to show that, you know, the battery between your tablet, your uh, watch, your phone. So, you know, I mean, those are new things that those are, again, innovation to me. Yeah. This is not novelty. I never, I didn't know it was even possible, you know, before I got introduced to that. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's really, really cool. They do uh, have um, very, very cool features. Absolutely. They are doing much better than, than Apple are at the moment in, in terms of uh, innovation. Yeah, I think technical innovation. I I I, I can I cannot be a judge because I don't have this understanding. But from from a consumer perspective, mm-hmm. I can definitely say that to me, the Samsung this year looked way more impressive than Apple. Uh, and now we're gonna are we let's talk about quickly the, the camera. You have something called like yeah, you got five cameras uh, at the back of your phone. Five. Yeah. Apparently, it's gonna allow you to do some ultra yeah, wide yeah ultra and, wide pictures and some, like 3d effects as well crazy yeah crazy yeah and now let's talk about the, the big actually unveiling um yeah do you want to say the name yeah the galaxy edge no no sorry no, <laughs> no we're going back in time <laughs> the galaxy fold the fold man yeah, that yeah. 
Oh, when I watched when I watched the key, oh, what is it called the keynote? I don't know what they call it. That yeah, was, well, it, it is crazy. basically a keynote. Yeah, yeah, um, but they have yeah. a fun. The impact, it's oh, the yeah. impact, the impact event. Yeah, yeah, the impact yeah. Event, yeah. They couldn't take keynote, I suppose, because Apple already had it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's too, it's too known. It's too uh, known. Yeah. And it's still associated to to Apple anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that is crazy. Look at that. I know. I know. So, so basically, that phone is going to be. So you gonna have your normal phone, and you're gonna be able to open it to make it a screen that is about like twice the size of your normal phone actually more than twice the size of your normal phone yeah. to transform it into like sort of a mini tablet but it's a, it's the same device meaning that let's say you have an application like web browser or maps that you're using on your phone and you op- you know you unfold your phone the, the app is going to be straight away uh, showing on the other side with also new features, uh, you know. Yeah, that's right, because this device yeah. has two screens, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. one device in, you know, two different screens. Does that make sense mm-hmm. for people? No, three screens, no? Or two screens? No, it's two screens. Okay, yeah. got it. So when it's closed, you have yeah. uh, a, a screen that would normally be where yeah, yeah. a screen is on a standard phone. And then when you open it on the inside, you have the, the big folded screen. I mean, I you know what? I don't know if that's gonna be a success. Um, you know, they came out with you know with small innovation a bit in the past, like you know the edge, like you mentioned. Well, I think you know what you mentioned earlier about your first experience with the Note. I think this is a similar step. You know, I think so too. I think you know because we've got the the larger phones yeah. in the S10 and S10 Plus. Yeah, this is kind of like the the evolution of the note i would have, i would say but my problem with this product is its price it starts oh, gosh, at 1900 yeah. yeah and uh and now when you know we're pushing past the price of a computer of a very good computer you know for two yeah. grand uh obviously if you take a mac it wouldn't be that powerful but for two grand and you invest in a pc it's gonna be very you know you're gonna have a pretty decent pc man yeah you know, you're gonna have yeah. a lot of fun with it and uh I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of not surprised. Yeah, I absolutely agree that, that, that the price is definitely a blocker for, for a lot of people, for most people. But um, but this, you have to take into consideration, is the first generation True. of this type of device. True. Do you think it's just a, like a beta test? They want to see how the market reacts to get some feedback and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, or it's just to say to Apple, look, we are the innovators. We don't care if it's more expensive. We just yeah. want to show the world that we want to show maybe our shareholders that we have the ability to innovate and yeah. uh, you know obviously down the line we all know that you know nowadays technology the price of components just dropping everywhere every second i don't want to say every second but you know i mean it's dropping mm-hmm. tremendously so the next one will be a bit more affordable and the next one will be more affordable yeah. until they're able to break you know maybe under a thousand quid yeah uh, yeah, I think I think it will happen. I mean, the the technology is always getting better, isn't yeah. it? and things are getting more affordable. That's just how it goes. But um, I think yeah, they are testing the waters with this new device to see what the uptake is to get feedback. I'm sure they're going to learn a ton from from this release. Um, Huawei is coming out with a similar device. Uh, a bit yeah, further you, down you the said road. that. You said that. Do, do you know when it's coming out? I'm trying to get the name of it. Actually, I've forgotten. Let's um, check. What do you think of uh, Huawei? So. Because from my understanding of them, you know, they they got into the newspapers a lot recently. They used to be a network company, and they're still a network company, right? And uh, the main activity is actually now integrating 5G networks across uh, across countries. And uh, and that's why the big stories are happening, because, you know, 
they could be opening a back door to China. Mm. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah. we yeah. don't need to mention I heard, that. I heard that scandal as well. I don't uh, know how true it is. But actually, could the, be, could yeah, be but the USA may actually cut, uh, block them from entering the market. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me either. But um, again, you know, there are a lot of vested interests, so I, I don't a hundred percent trust the the motivation behind that move. Here we go. It's gonna be called the Mate X. Yes, the Mate X. And yeah. first thing I read is Mate X is better than the Galaxy Fold. It's Here's also why. more expensive. What? <laughs> it's even more expensive. That's weird because this brand is actually known for being very, very affordable. Yeah, yeah. Well, not in this case. Um, well, it looks slick, man. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw a little uh, video, a little comparison on it, and. Uh, you know they they have two different designs so this this one has a kind of um so the samsung has like an an innie fold and this has like an outy fold <laughs> both both devices have yeah. a no noticeable crease down the middle wow is, this one is an edge yeah it's more like the edge this this one yeah exactly it wraps around and there's only one screen it doesn't have two you screens. know what? i'm so surprised that samsung didn't come out with that because they are the ones that hold the patterns for flexible screens right yeah they came yeah, out yeah. with it a couple of years ago i remember they presented it i don't remember the name of the conference and you, you know and you could play with the screen while you know you would watch a movie right and yeah. um and you know everybody would say well it actually samsung was saying at the time i think it was 2015 foldable screens are the future yeah. and the first device that it, that is supposedly a fold doesn't use foldable screen but then you're yeah. showing me this one it's the foldable screen yeah well it's it's i guess you know you also have to consider that the, the the form is also going to be made up of not just the screen but the battery and yeah. every other component that needs to go into a phone um it is a flexible screen uh, i mean some of the fancier ideas of you know future phones were literally phones that you could roll up or you know where the screen actually made up the most of it and maybe there was just a little bar that contained all the other components um, maybe that's something that will come uh, further down the line. I'm sure these phones will get a lot slimmer as well. Um, but which one out of these two will be more successful? I think that's an interesting question because because they are very different. And I think Huawei have actually been more clever in their execution of this. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I have a quick question. Then you know, so it's you know everything is based on Android. Obviously, Android can can be customized, right? Uh, I think Samsung does patch it a little bit and mm -hmm. has its own yeah. version of it. It does, yeah. Have you ever heard uh, an Android, you know, Android phones not only fighting on the tech side but also on the Android ecosystem? If that makes sense. So let's say let's you know obviously some iPhones they don't have the best features, right? They could be getting Samsung with better features. But for me, I said with Apple because of the of the ecosystem, right? Not only mm -hmm. the ecosystem but also the iOS. Yeah. If I can, let's say we the, this version of the OS Android of Samsung, do you think it could be better than the U, UA or vice versa? That could that be like a, a point of discussion or because I, I haven't experienced an Android for a long time, so I don't know how different are different well, other versions. It was it was always that that you know they 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 opened the door to uh, manufacturers building out their own UIs, right? Yeah, and they were always quite bloaty in the past, weren't they? Um, mm, they they yeah. were things that were just stuck on top to make them look a bit different yeah. and very often had bloatware 
And uh, quite often you're slowing down the device. You're slowing down exactly that. And that's why, you know, falling back to, or not even falling back to, actually going the purest route and buying a Google device with the, you know, stock Android uh, installation and always getting the latest updates was the preferable thing for, for, for the purist. And, uh, and I think did actually give the best experience. And it's been that way for a while. Um, however, I'm not crazy about the new Pixel 3. Pixel 3. Um, I, I had a few people around me that were using it. They, they, they said they were quite happy with it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, it just looked cheap mm -hmm. to me. It looks like an old device as well. Yeah, I they, like it. They, they, they launched it. I mean, it's an amazing device. Absolutely. It's yeah. got great tech in it. But the screen and the bezels and the, the form factor just doesn't look I don't know. like a current device. It looks like a... A generation yeah. behind you know cool next topic that's gonna be something that you know a lot about cars <laughs> well yeah maybe uh yeah the tesla tesla yes tesla is an interesting company so I apparently do, I do like tesla yeah i mean i mean tesla it's, i mean I, I don't want to say even tesla just the entire thinking of Elon Musk is just fantastic yeah but if Going we stick savage. to its cars yeah tesla uh yeah, I mean, the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, as, as soon as they, they have a model that can drive it, you know, itself, I'll, I'll get it. Because mm -hmm. just I don't want to do my license. And that's just my driving license. So that's, that's a good excuse. I just wait for the <laughs> Tesla that I can get without a driving license. Yeah. Um, but so she, apparently he said, be, you know, they've been fired. I mean, letting go. We don't say fire anymore. Letting go a lot of people recently. Uh, you know, they were saying it was because they were trying to reduce cost, etc. And um, this week they announced that I don't know if they announced it that way, but from my understanding, it's because of shareholder pressure of coming out with a car, so the Model Three, uh, you know, at a price around thirty-five thousand dollars, they had to lay off. Um, I, we they didn't say if they had to lay off more people if it was part of the previous announcement, but they will stop selling. Uh, via shops, yeah. So the closing uh, brick and mortar shops, yeah, that yeah, makes bricks sense. and mortar shops, yeah. and they're moving Stores. to online. Uh, so that's an incredible move. That's uh, that's very very bold. They will do keep the showrooms in uh, places where they feel like there's a lot of uh, traffic, uh, a volume for you know to have you know continue building the brand etc. And you know like a lot of other car manufacturers have you know. Showroom, I guess, in central London, it could be in Paris and mm -hmm. big cities in the East yeah, United flagship States. stores. Really, yeah. yeah, but something even more interesting is that Tesla said now, Mark, you know, the markets are focusing on is not the States, even though they could sell half a uh, half million uh, cars over there. Um, they said we're gonna focus on China and Europe. Mm. So, um, you know what. I, I don't know the, the, the consumer behavior in overall in, in China, but I'm, I'm really wondering if in Europe we, we're ready to buy uh, a car on the internet. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think um, people are doing it more and more. I mean, people are configuring cars all the time. Um, you configure it. Just, yeah. yeah. Buying it without test driving it. I'm not quite sure how that whole thing well, works. Well, I, I don't drive, so you tell me. Could it be like, and so uh, you know what? It feels like this strategy is based on uh, refer friend. 
uh, factor, yeah. right? He's trying to do the same thing they did at PayPal, mm -hmm. where he thought that you know basically whenever you would refer a friend, you would get some kind of a, you know cash back dollars on your account. I think it was like you would get fifty dollars per people that you refer. It kind of feels like Tesla is going to do the same. I mean, it's the same dude, right? Uh, you know, because you you met you do your your best friend as a Tesla and he loves driving it, you're gonna go buy one. Yeah, but it's it's a luxury brand, isn't it? You know, and this is the thing. Well, he, he wants to move 000. away. He wants to move away from that. And that's what he's yeah. doing. He's kind of like in the the forward mindset where okay, yeah, this is my Model T or whatever. Yeah, you know this this uh, this Model Three. Yeah, which, Model uh, Three, uh, which is the new the new cheap Tesla, which by all accounts is is an amazing vehicle. Um, but people are really bought into the brand, and you know who are the competition? The guys, you know. And the guy Elon Musk as a as a as a character as a figure, uh, as a as a leader, you know he he embodies the whole thing. You know he's 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 Iron Man. You know that's that's literally what they based Iron Man on. You know, but you, uh, so the film, when so they made would, the film, would you be um, able to spend? I mean, I think I, I think from from what I'm understanding, thirty five thousand is still quite expensive for a car for 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 everyday people. For yeah, I, we're, for we're still class. talking, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're still um, talking, you know. I guess in pounds around twenty eight. But you know what? Yeah. Last year he had announced that you know one day he could drop it to twenty five thousand, but then later on he had to retract that tweet for um, public announcement reasons mm. uh, and shareholder blah, blah blah. Yeah. Anyway, but he's, you know he said that he could one day drop to twenty five thousand, which you know I then. I think for, Tesla's yeah. big problem at the moment is manufacturing. You know they can't it's get manufacturing. Out. They can't. Yeah, so that's why they they're they building the. Them on time. Oh, you know, they, yeah, they're building the Giga Giga factory, Giga factory in uh, in yeah. Asia, in China. Yeah. But still, that's going that's going to cost a fortune. Yeah, and it's going to take time. Um, I'm not sure when they're supposed to start yeah. production in that facility, but uh, but but yeah, absolutely. I mean, in principle. Yeah, the guy can do what he wants. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got the brand. Um, does he have the money though? Does he have the money? Yeah. yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. And when you see layoffs and you see you know people being made redundant, it doesn't bode well. At least it's not something no. that you know people. No, because yeah, yeah, to fire people, I mean, let go people to you know work on the margins and stuff, and yeah, you know. Um, I mean, it, it does really, really going to uh, let us to our next topic, but just on that, it's, it's never something that, you know, you know, if you if you think about the three stages of a company when when you raise capital, there's always obviously growth. You need, you know, you want to show that you prioritize some kind of attraction. That's usually, you know, you see the investment slash Series A. I mean, it's going to be mainly Series A, Series A and B. You know, you have, you want to show then retention. So you know, you want to work on return rate. Uh, but then the last one is always the margin, um, and you know working on your margin should. I mean, it's not like that a crazy exponential growth, so it should have been easier to manage. Uh, not you know hiring the right people or not. I think to me it just shows that it was they did they had a really, they had a bad strategy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's not it, you know when they you know what I hate about the, uh, a lot of leaders is that they never do the mea culpa. Yeah. Sure. It's always yeah we need to do this and that therefore we're gonna you know let's say lay off people yeah no just say you Ooh. made a mistake yeah, yeah you hired too many people you 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 thought you had an idea that you want to develop yeah. and actually that idea failed and therefore you don't need this team anymore yeah. but don't say it's because of or because you want to work on growth you know ov yeah. obviously we know you want to work on growth and that's why he says in his letter no he just made a mistake man and um, 
I think he, I I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm sure others would think, oh, it's really bad. Say, so, yeah, you made a mistake. But then that also it shows that you realize that you're making mistakes, and then therefore you're improving. Absolutely, you own it. You know? yeah. yeah, it would be quite a thing to to see that out, you know, in the real world. People or companies that say that'd be incredible. That would be incredible. Yeah, I would um, love to see that. Yeah, more transparency. It's like yeah, this is a straightforward transparency. Leader. Yeah, can respect that. Get behind that. So that leads to. So just just tell us what what do you think in general of the Tesla Model Three? Have you had a look at it? Um, not not in the flesh. I've uh, I've seen plenty of videos. Yeah. And you know the big thing with electric is just the insane acceleration. And yeah. and also the 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 safety in the vehicles. You've got that big battery in the bottom. Yeah. It's structurally uh, it's a much safer vehicle. So if you've got like so they have two motors, the, right? The one in the front, one in the back. If I remember correctly. Yeah, they they've yeah. got two motors. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do they have two motors in the Model Three? Perhaps they do. Uh, I don't know if it's a Model Three. So I went once but to the shop. Yeah. And the guy explained me. You know what? Something that I really really liked about uh, the Model X. He showed me. Uh, maybe it was a Model Three or the other one. Because uh, that this car the best performance on crash tests. Right. In terms of security. Yeah, Model X, safety. yeah. Best in the segment, yeah. And uh, and that for me is like, that probably what I would be looking for if I buy a car. Mm. Like, obviously, you can have the really cool sports cars and stuff. But when you think about, let's say you're a family guy. Yeah. And then you have kids. I mean, the first thing you're going to be looking at if, if you can yeah, afford absolutely. it is, is going to be security. Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. why people would go for the Volkswagen and the mercedes you know, you've got a luxury suv you've got all the toys that yeah. you could possibly want and you've got the highest safety rating on the planet. dude that tablet I mean, that they put in front yeah oh, no, no, no. i remember so i was um so um so we were driving in, in miami and so the driver um was like he, he thought that there was an ipad pro because uh, i was using my ipad pro at the same time and uh -huh. that guy thought oh the guy next door so it's a tester he put an ipad pro uh, you know, oh, really? and like no, he it's no, it's, yeah, because you know, and it's like no, yeah. no, no, it's it's a Tesla. They they all come out, you know, they all come with it, yeah. and you know, it's it's how big it looks and how cool it looks, right? And yeah, I don't know. Again, I never drive, but I remember my parents using those tiny GPS at the time. Mm -hmm. It was like I don't even know how they they were driving the, yeah, with the yeah. two inches of screen. Yeah, you know? those those are, those old ones. They're, yeah, they're pretty old. But nowadays, <laughs> like, when you see that thing, you're like, whoa, yeah, I felt comfortable with it. Yeah. you know you can i would watch movies on it yeah absolutely yeah anyway to go back to our point on growth we're gonna finish uh today um podcast talking about a very very famous um british not startup anymore company um they revolutionized uh banking and they decided to call themselves themselves revolut yeah we both using it i think you've been using it for a long time I have. Yeah. I remember you using it in Gibraltar, if I correct, if I remember correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and since then they came out with their metal cars. Now they, you know, you can have different options. You have insurances with it. Yeah. Uh, they try. They went to cryptocurrency as well. Mm -hmm. But absolutely. recently in the news, you know, they've been talking about this company going through a hyper growth, and how he, uh, you know, he, there there was a massive human cost to it. And we'll read the different things that have been said, but you know, and maybe if you could just give me your your opinion on in general about using Revolut, because you're a really um, old user now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Revolut uh, has 
has been really I mean I first got switched on to turn on to Revolut by one of my colleagues at a previous um, job in in Gibraltar and um, you know obviously as as a as as a person working in Gibraltar most people don't live in Gibraltar they they live on mainland Spain so that presents the problem of of you know living in euros and working in pounds now to you know bridge that gap um, without too much without incurring too much cost um, Revolut seemed like the perfect solution and it was for most people and I mean beyond that you know it gives you a lot of clever features where you can you know share split bills you can you know send money to other Revolut users directly it's all itemized it's just a it's a very cool it's a very cool service actually and you know you can get like free um, up to a certain point you can get free cash withdrawals uh, and it saved me a ton of money you know even bank transfers I was doing like you know bank transfers from one place to another I need to spend money in, in euros or you know move things from different accounts into different countries it was it was it was extremely useful and even when i moved to australia it was extremely useful there um i've used it pretty much everywhere i've gone and it's a good way to consolidate now that i have money in different in different currencies still it's very useful to be able to to pass that money around without obviously paying a ton or so, losing a ton of money so obviously revel is a bank but how as a consumer would do you consider it as a bank it is now isn't it yeah um do i consider it as a bank not really would you put it at the same you know in the same group as the barclays hsbc's i certainly wouldn't know but maybe it's because you know you've got that idea of traditional banking and then you've got this of course and that's the challenge that they need to face yeah but you know, new it's, open banking style. you know one of the things that really have bothered me recently is that there have been a few bugs and you know sometimes i would just actually carry my revolut card and um and the card would stop working and like let's say yeah for example yesterday i was in a rush uh, took my card uh you know went to the underground and you know my card wasn't working checked online i couldn't find anything so i was like you know i, I was checking everywhere uh, i was like oh maybe i ran out of money uh, asked for a top up uh same you know the other person couldn't top up anything um, so then you know, I started to understand that there was probably a problem, but I was on the website, on the Twitter account, nothing was said, but you know, I go to this other website that you know, basically tracks how many people are complaining about a service. Yeah. Um, and basically that's when I realized that it was down. So you know, just, you know, just went home and took another card, but you know, I just thought, wow, you know, I can't remember that happening with a normal bank. No. I can't, you know, obviously at normal banks, you have so many other problems. like. I mean, sometimes it takes ages to replace a card. And I mean, nowadays it's a, it's a lot quicker because, you know, with open banking, it's, you know, APIs have helped a lot of new functionalities coming out. But, you know, like, say, like five, six years ago, mm -hmm. again, talking about Gibraltar, I would be in Gibraltar using a, a, a British account. I would just, you know, and they just wanted to send the, this, uh, you know, those cards to the British mainland. So I would have, you know, send it to London, blah, blah, blah. With Revel, it's so easy. So, you know, the customer experience with the app is, is, is great, but there's still things that freaks me out a little bit. You know? Yeah, I, I've never really, uh, to, to be fair, I've, I mean, I've used it for years now, and for the most part, I've not experienced 
any issues apart from maybe on the odd occasion where I've tried to make internet purchases yeah and the card hasn't been accepted you know I think mm. uh, at one point though when I dug a bit deeper into it they were telling me that you know they don't support 3d secure or what have you mm. and I was required by whichever site I was I was trying to purchase from but it hasn't happened that often um, but funny you should mention your experience this week because I had a similar experience this week well I had an issue this week it was a different yeah. issue um, when I tried to top up so I went into the app and under my sort of GBP um, account uh, I had 75 pounds yeah on you know visible unbalance it was there 75 pounds I was sure of that and I wanted to top up another 400 so I, I pressed the top up button I topped up and what normally happens is you get a little check mark and your balance appears at the new balance yeah, yeah. and it's instantaneous you know as soon as that's that's cleared so it takes takes 400 off the card whichever card you've linked whichever card you're taking from and it, you know your new balance appears in this instance uh i got the checkbox and then my pa my balance went to zero and i was like where did my 75 pounds and my, where did my 475 pounds go Whoa. and uh that kind of freaked me out and i was like okay maybe there's something with the app let me restart the app yeah um i restarted the app and instead of just showing me zero pounds zero pence it showed me zero pounds 38 pence let's try again how many times do I have to do this um, and uh, eventually it corrected itself to the point where I had 438 pence but I was still missing 75 pounds and I started a you know a chat with with their support was it easy, was, it, was, it, was it easy to reach um, they took a while how yeah. did you reach them? Uh, is, it, is it in that? Through the app, yeah. Do you just so text you them or you can call? Well, you, you go into the app and there's a there's a help button. And when you click help, you have options for okay. you know, help, including chat. So you can go into a live chat. Yeah. And yeah, that's where that's how I've solved problems before. And, um, you know, they're quite they're quite good when they get to you. Um, how, but how, he, how long was it? You think the, the wait was it a couple of hours, half a day? Well, it took a couple of hours, yeah. And that, that's really scary because... Yeah, it's, it's slow. It was slow yeah, on but this occasion. Imagine, so imagine you're a person with, okay, I don't know, you had 500 pounds in your account and disappear and you don't know, you know, you need that money now. In a bank, you just go to your, well, to the bank. Yeah, yeah, you go to right? the physical branch, right? Yeah, you go to a physical branch and usually you can sort things out. Um, on matters that are that important, you know, it, it just made me thought, thought, you know, think a lot. And then you hear that they've been involved in a lot of money laundering and that the CFO resigned. And I was like, whoa, you know, you know, in an in, in, in instance like that, sometimes they can, they can freeze all assets of the bank. Would that, would my money be uh, frozen? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, a, my, my, my feeling is that I just don't put too much money in there. You know, for me, it's just sort of and, and, transactional, well, you know, uh, you know, last I year I was it. to a point where I was so confident in the service that actually my salary was sent to to my regular account oh, wow. but that's something i'm i'm probably not gonna do for for a while uh and i'm gonna do the same thing as as you say and i'm always gonna just top up i think mm. um and you know what like 
and then you make me think of oh well what well, something that annoys me with it is that they don't have apple pay yet mm. you know and that's that's something that is, is very practical and um you know just there's just few things like this that well you're talking about a company that's a hyper growth so they, they must be doing a lot of a lot of things but small things like apple pay that they don't have and other competitors have uh you really like i was a bit, i was quite disappointed and um for example i have a friend that uh, went to join the metal card he applied a couple of months ago well he still hasn't received his metal card because the queue apparently is so long so what happened they went to another competitor because he wanted to get that metal card right. so he went to uh, n26 right right yeah and uh yeah i have seen other metal cards that look exactly yeah. like the well actually you know to be to be completely honest and you know uh the revolute one looks the best Mm. by far it does look cool um yeah uh i don't want to brag uh my friend received his last week and we've been doing a few bars and always cask uh, the waiter waitress and uh, the river one has always won yeah um uh, but but yeah that's my point uh is that you know a, a entity like banks should be just you know should just feel so solid you know as a, as a country i just want to feel reassured that everything's gonna work constantly and that you're not going to be, you know, I mean, obviously we know that big groups like HSBC, it's, you know, it's all about, it, I mean, they're doing a lot about, of, um, you know, money, mon, you know, they involve money laundry stories and stuff, but you wouldn't yeah. expect one of those banks to, to be, you know, to, to have all their assets frozen the next day. Right. But, right. you know, Revolut, you know, they, they've been under a lot of um, pressure. Obviously big banks don't like those, those companies. You're like, well, if they make one mistake, maybe the SEC will just, you know, sh shut them down. So it's, you know, I think it's scary. And and to finish on hyper growth, so let me just read a tweet of someone. Uh, so it's anonymous, but it's been confirmed that it was from the company because it was from a, it was an interview. And um, so the guy said, one second, looking for my tweets, I'm not familiar yet with the platform, like I said. <laughs> Former Revolut employees say, this high speed growth has come to a high human cost with unpaid work, unachievable targets and high staff turnover. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely worrying, you know, um, in a business that, that holds people's money, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's not what you want to hear. It doesn't seem like they can actually uh, play with their own money correctly. I think it goes back to what we said about Tesla is, you know, ownership. Uh, I think we need a lot more leaders mm -hmm. that have a true value of what is ownership. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've, I've had cases of redundancy and it always seemed like it was, well, there was no clear reason. It was because it, let's say the company were willing to move on or to bigger, th bi bigger, better things. And I was like, whoa. So you hire people now you're telling them that you can't even train them to actually achieve you know targets or your new goals well that's really poor judgment of you don't you think you know obviously you don't want to come out like like that that strong but that was the first uh, that was the f you know first few analysis that i had actually you know yeah no i mean i agree with you i agree with you it's um yeah it's the way of, it's the way of the world isn't it uh, there are inefficiencies in business uh, very often comes with the territory I suppose when you're trying to organize an organization 
um, some of that will be trial and error. You have different people with different levels of competence yeah. and they're not always going to get it right. You know, humans are fallible and unfortunately the, you know, the uh, consequence of that is uh, layoffs um, in that case. Yeah. Um, but ownership, absolutely. You know, you can, I think if you see anybody or any organization with a clear direction and that takes ownership of you know their success successes and failures uh, i think that would be that would be really refreshing <laughs> definitely and i would love to see the impact on the on the, the stock market i would love to see our shoulders react to yeah. transparency because we've seen a lot of um, new trends in markets even like nike now you know um having sponsorships of athletes that even took a knee on the American flag yeah. actually created yeah, Conor Kaepernick, yeah. yeah it created a positive outcome obviously a lot of people left as investors but they saw a lot of people from the Y generation actually joining as first time investors and that's where you guys that you want because the other generation well you know yeah I mean one day they'll be gone right yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> I guess we can finish on that maybe uh, what would you tell us uh, can you tell us when you'll switch to Samsung? Are you going to switch to Samsung? That's as soon as they question. come out with a, a decent replacement to my Apple Watch. Got it. So Samsung, if you're listening, if anyone is listening, you need a decent Samsung watch. 